Life is going to knock you down, but that's God's plan. Because if success was a linear process, it's not sweet. It's not sweet. You know, you want to make sure that you enjoy success and without any adversity, without any failures, success wouldn't be what it is. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. So today we're in Chino Hills in the beautiful house, Sam Bakhtiar. So grateful to be here today and to be in your garage amongst these beautiful cars and your beautiful home. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to have you on it. And guys, you guys are in for a real big treat because Sam's story is incredible. I was like, I try before the podcast, I try to make it very organic and not to go too far into it. But I, once I listened to one podcast, I was like, I want to listen to more. Like, the con, like your story is incredible and the amount of value and wisdom you bring every day to your own social media and just like within your entrepreneurial journey, I think is going to serve this audience so abundantly. So I'm really excited to dive into that. So that being said, could you tell the audience a little bit about your inspiring backstory and then kind of like what you do today? Yes. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, I was born in Iran. I'm from Tehran, Iran. So I, I was born there. And when I was three years old, you know, my dad and my mom split up. And after that, I never saw my dad again. And I remember going to school. And then one day they said, we are at war. And that's when Saddam Hussein started attacking our country. Every night we had attacks and we had bombings and, you know, we had rolling black house of the city. We had to go hide under the staircase, make sure like if the bomb hits, hopefully it doesn't kill us. And that was my reality for like five or six years. Until one day my mom said that, you know what, I don't want my son to go to the military. I don't want my son to die. So we're going to pack up and go to the United States. The problem was that, you know, you couldn't come straight to the United States. You know, because there's no diplomatic relationship between Iran and the United States. And it's even worse right now as we speak, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so we went to France as refugees of war. And France took us in and took care of us. Then we went to the United States as refugees of war. So I came here in 1985. And I thought I was coming to Beverly Hills, but that's what I saw on TV. And yeah. I moved to a little town called Sharon, Pennsylvania, in the state of Pennsylvania. And it was very homogeneous. I was the only minority in school. I was the only minority in town. It was very, very hard, you know, be getting bullied and beat up and called names and you name it. You know, I went through, especially at such a young age, at 11, 12 years old, when you're preteen, you know, and then finally, you know, I fell in love with my passion, which is working out and bodybuilding mm. and body transformation. And today, you know, I own the camp franchise which is, you know, we all have over 116 locations international. Wow. And we own two supplement companies. I know, it, it's huge. Like you say it so humbly, but like what you've created is, is huge. And just diving back into the journey, like even as a kid and having all those challenges and adversities that you faced, what was the kind of, I guess like the, the words or the, the things that were instilling your mindset at the time that kept you relentless in moved you forward to be like, you know what, I'm not just going to like stay stuck here. I'm going to, I want more for my life and I'm going to go after it. I guess in life, you know, there's two ways you can go. Mm -hmm. You know, when you are hit with adversity and when you are hit at, or, or, or are disadvantaged, you can make up excuses 
and you can start feeling sorry for yourself and you can start having a victim mentality. Or you can say, you know what, what do I need to do to get through this? What do I need to do to go where I want? And I've never been the kind of person who would sit down and just feel sorry for myself or have a victim mentality. I hate excuse. You know, I have excutitis. You know, I just, I just, I'm allergic to excuses. Mm-hmm. So to me, I believe, you know, my mom taught me that at a very young age, that says, she said, Sam, you could be whatever you want to be as long as you're willing to work for it. Mm-hmm. And I wholeheartedly believe that today. You know, it doesn't matter what your past is. You know, the only thing that matters is where you are right now and where you want to go and what price are you willing to get there. And that's for everybody. You can be whatever you want as long as you understand there's a price to be paid. Mm, That's money right there. That's power. With starting the gym and like back into like when you started getting into bodybuilding, was it just like, okay, you you fell in love with the sport and you did compete, correct? I did, yep, I did. And then... You also, you won. How many shows did you? I won 23 shows. 23. That's insane. Through that whole journey, were you, did you know you wanted to start a gym? Like what sparked the idea for the gym? (laughs) You know, I think Drake, you know, said it better. You (laughs) know, God's plan. (laughs) Toronto's in the house, right? God's plan. You know, it's weird because, you know, it's not like, you know, I wanted to become a bodybuilder or I I wanted to become this. You know, it, it all came to me. It was all a huge part of God's plan. Mm. You know, Steve Jobs said that you can never, you know, connect the dots going forward. You can only connect the dots going backward. And so when I connect the dots going backward right now, and I see that, wow, you know, God has designed my life the way he did, and there was a purpose for it. You know, so for example, every adversity, every devastation that I've gone through, God has something better on the other end for me. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are listening right now, or you're going through something, some kind of a devastation right now, understand that God is not going to bless you until you pass his test. You know, so adversity are God's way of testing you to see if you're worthy of his blessing. So for example, you know, bodybuilding, you know, when I came to United States, all my life, ever since I remember I was able to walk, I played football, not American football, real football. Yeah. But the world talks yeah. about it, right? So when I came to Sharon, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and I wanted to enroll in seventh grade, and I wanted to say, hey, I wanted to play football. They say, hey, football. I'm like, this country is weird. This is the foot. This is the ball. What are you talking about? You know, they said, no, that's called soccer in this country, and we don't have a soccer team. So I was devastated. You know, I, you know they, had, they said, we have football, baseball, and basketball. At that time, football, I didn't know nothing about. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I was very small. I was very skinny, very short, still short. You know, um, I was like, I don't know what to, what to do with that. Baseball to this day, I still don't know what baseball is all about. You know, mm-hmm. and um, basketball, I'm like, well, I know what basketball is. I'm, I'm go- I know I have to put the ball in the hoop. How hard can yeah. that be? Never played before, but I want to play basketball. So I tried out for the basketball team, and I got cut. You know, I didn't make the team. Everybody who tried out made the team except me. I was the only one that didn't make the team. So I was devastated. So I, I went to my mom. I said, Mom, I want to go back home. I hate this country. I don't have any friends. Everybody make fun of me. I didn't make the basketball team. I don't have sports. My mom said that we don't have that option I'm going back. But what you can do is get better next year. Just go work hard and get better. My mom always said, you can do whatever you want as long as you're willing to work Mom's hard. Mom's true. I'm going to have your mom on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah. She, she's always, you know, she's always kept me humble and, and told me that yeah, I had to work hard. She goes, here's the game plan. She goes, you get out of school at 220, mm. you know, walk to the boys club, practice basketball. I get off at work at five. I'll come get you. Then you can go and, and do your homework and eat dinner and go to bed. 
So that was our game plan. So one day when I walked in, I saw these guys coming back from this room. They all had big muscles and they all looked like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I want to look like that. I, I mean, I was starting to see the Rocky movies. I, I was starting to see the Terminator movies. And I'm like all obsessed about muscle. I was like, yeah. I want to look like that, you know? And I went upstairs to this room and there was a bunch of guys lifting insane weights and they were just slapping each other, spitting tobacco and having chalk and screaming all loud. And I'm going like, I'm a really skinny, awkward, you know, you know, 13 year old, whatever. And I had a big belly, skinny arms, you know, and I'm like, man, I don't know about this. You know, maybe yeah. I will, maybe I will go work out after they're done. So I started going there working out and started working out and I fell in love with it. I fell yeah. in love with it. not only it did for me on the outside, Mm. It fell in love with it, what it did for me on the inside. Mm. And that's when I knew that I want to become a transformation expert. I want to open up a gym. I want to help change people's lives, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Damn. Especially because you, you, you weren't just like, no, there's a, a business there. Like, obviously, there is business if you're improving results. But you went through that. So you had that, like, emotional like this changed my life so i'm gonna help other people change their lives absolutely you know you know i had to share it with the world i became obsessed about learning how to make the human body stronger leaner faster mm. and just optimizing them you know off camera before this we were talking about my new diet yeah right and i'm always doing it if you come i have a supplement pantry i have hundreds of supplements because yeah. i experiment all the time how to get better results yeah 100% and which will go into the supplement company for sure because I'm sure everyone watching was like where can they get their hands on these but um with that starting the gym right I know there's a lot of gyms but you're selling I was listening to what you were saying transformations and you're selling people on the result how was was that was that just like the marketing plan with with launching these gyms because these gyms are so successful and I feel like there's a lot of people in the health and wellness industry listening and they're like, damn, but how did you deal with the saturation of the market? Like, did you have, what was your competitive edge around it? So look, when it comes to losing weight and getting in shape or losing body fat, there's really not a secret out there, right? Everyone knows. People think there is. Every, everybody is looking for the magic pill, yeah. but everyone knows for you to lose body fat or for you to get lean or lose weight, you have to move more and eat better. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So we know that, but how come we're not doing it. Everybody knows that. Right now, you know, everybody's not, you know, with a new year resolution, everybody's doing it, but they're doing the same thing they did last year and yeah. the year before and the year before, thinking this year is gonna be different, you know? But there is a way that you can program yourself and you can gamify things mm. where you can push yourself above and beyond. So what I came up with is I invented what I call the six week, 20 pound challenge, you know, mm. which basically you, you do a six week program you lose 20 pounds and you re-refund you your entire money. And because I wanted to motivate people, I talked to one of my mentors, his name is Bill Phillips. Mm -hmm. Bill Phillips is the guy who wrote Body for Life. He's the guy who wrote the book Transformation. And he also is the guy who had the supplement company called EAS, when he later on he sold for like $160 million. And, wow. and, and he's just retired now. I said, Bill, how come I cannot get my clients to follow through? have these people coming in they're crying to me on, on on friday they said they want to lose weight they're sick and tired of being sick and tired they don't you know they can't live with themselves anymore they want to get in shape i spent an hour with them you know outlining a plan 
I'm, I'm talking about how they need to eat. You know, they need to show up. I sign my personal training and on Monday they don't show up. I said, I just don't understand. I just understand how can somebody want something so bad, but they don't want to just follow through with it. And I was getting burned out of personal training because I really want to get people results and people were self-sabotaging all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how can I help people not self-sabotage? You know, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I, they need to lose weight and I want to help them. And Bill said, you know, Sam, people are motivated by a prize. And he, he said, Sam, I have people, I've worked with people who are multimillionaires, where the doctor said they have high cholesterol, borderline diabetes, high blood pressure, they need to lose weight, they won't do it. Even though it's wow. like they really like have all they these health to. issues, right? But then I tell the same person, hey, I'll give you this awesome t-shirt if you lose weight. And next thing you know, these multimillionaires are like, <laughs> are busting their butt for a t-shirt. So, so people are motivated by a prize. So I said, what prize can I give these people mm -hmm. for them to be able to motivate them? I said, look, you can lose 20 pounds in six weeks. I'll give you your money back. But you have to come in five days a week to work out. You have to report to me and you have to weigh in every week. And these are the criteria. Once you do all the criteria, you lose the 20 pounds, I'll give you your money back. So I ran a challenge like that. And I took 20 people. I worked with 20 people. And I thought, okay, at the end, I wrote 20 refund checks because I was ready to give everybody their refund. Wow. You know, and so when, I, when it came down, like the first person weighed in, lost like say 20, 21 pounds. I'm like, hey, you know, Janice, great job. You know, thank you so much here. Thank you for giving us a before and after picture. Here's your check. And she looked at me, she goes, why are you giving my check back? Well, that was our deal. I told you to lose weight and give you a before yeah. and after picture. I'm going to give you a check back. She goes, well, are you kicking me out from the gym or you don't want me in the gym anymore? <laughs> I'm like, no. She goes, well, I, I, want, to, I want to continue. I want to, I want to get better. I'm like, okay, sure. I'll keep your money. You know? <laughs> and then the next person comes in. The same thing. So out of the 20 people who went, who got through the program, like one or two people took the refund, 18 people continued. Wow. So, so I thought, well, this was a flaw. Maybe this is a thing. So I did it again. Yeah. And the same thing. And then I realized why after a while. I'm like, why are these people are not taking the money? Because look, these are the same people who've been trying to lose this 10, 20 pounds for a long time. What happens usually when you don't have any skin in the game, mm -hmm. you're not gamified, what they do is this. They go, they do good for one or two weeks, maybe three weeks. Yeah. Then they go to a favorite you know, party or they go to a movies or they go to a restaurant and they're like, you know, I'm gonna eat a little bit of this. And they say, oh my God, I messed up. I might as well just go back oh, and don't eat so a bunch true. of stuff, right? Yeah. But when you have a game, well, I'd have a challenge and I have $497 or $500 online. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna eat this, I'm just gonna push through because I don't want Sam to keep my money. Yeah. You know? So then next thing you know, they push through. And when they, they push through, they find a new zone that they've never been before. Mm -hmm. Where they always self-sabotage. They're always, you know, messed up. And now they're in a new zone. They're like, well, I'm in this new zone. I don't ever want back. So the $500 is not relevant anymore because now they're in the best version of themselves. Yeah, 100%. And then once they start, like that momentum, sometimes it's just about just starting, right? One of my favorite quotes is like, done is better than perfect. Once you just start, that momentum's game, look, they're hooked. And then second, what you said about having skin in the game, that's huge for like all areas of life, right? It truly transfers over. Through all this, like just in your journey, did you ever have a mentor? I know your mother was a huge inspiration mm -hmm. and, and obviously like having someone there being like, Sam, no, try harder, work harder is, such a, a beautiful thing to have because it brought all the things that you did. But throughout that journey, I know you said you had one mentor. Did you have any other mentors along the way? And what was that environment like? Like when you 
started the business? Did you start it? Did you start to align with other entrepreneurs that are on the? No, scene? I wish I did. You know, you know, I was a very late bloomer. I totally messed up everything first. You know, and I'm still messing things up. I'm, I'm a king of messing things up. You know, I'm king of making mistakes because I see young entrepreneurs like you. You know, at such a young age, you guys really got your shit together. You know, I, I command you. You know, I command you guys. You know, you guys are here in your in your 20s, and you really know exactly what directions you're going. You got businesses going on, and you're here. You're surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm. And man, I look back and I said, Wow, if I'd done that. At your age, and I've been doing it at your age, I wanted to be a millionaire. I would have been a billionaire. You know, so I want to first command you and, and all those young entrepreneurs for, you know, being around the right people and having the right trajectory. But I was a bodybuilder, and so all I cared about was my muscles and my business. And my business, for me, was like, okay, if I'm, you know, I come from Sharon, Pennsylvania, where the average household income there is like $25,000 a year. A year. Mm. So when I started my business, I was, you know, started, I was making like, First, I was making 10 grand a month. I'm like, I'm making 10 grand a month. That's like, you are the king of yeah. Sharon, Pennsylvania if you make 10 grand a month. You know what I mean? And then I started making 20 grand a month. You know, you not, now I'm like, wait a second. When I started making 20 grand a month, I seriously thought I was Puff Daddy. Wow. I was dressing like Puff, Puff Daddy. I was, I was P. Diddy. I was going to the clubs, making it rain. I was doing bottle service. I was <laughs> hanging out with a bunch of girls. You know, you know, I was doing dumb stuff. You know, I was just doing, doing stuff like, you know, because, because I didn't have the right mentorship, I didn't have the right trajectory. I was aiming low. Mm -hmm. So when I got here, I thought I made it. I really thought I made it. You know, I bought my first house. I thought I was the man, I'm the first person in my family. You know, I owned the home. It was crazy to me. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't even thinking about mentor because I thought I was the man. You know, you know, I'm, I'm making 10, 20 grand a month. Who does that? Yeah. You know, really? 10, 20 grand a month? Nobody makes that. So I'm the man. And then when I started finishing up with bodybuilding, I said, okay, now I'm getting serious about, you know, getting married and have children. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, let me start seeing what I really can do with the business if I really start learning sales, marketing systems. And that's when I started getting, I think my first mentor is when I was like 31. And that's when I started like, getting my first mentorship program, started looking into personal development start you know learning more about business and when you did that where was the camp transformation center established and then you were like no the camp Center wasn't established so i had my personal training business mm -hmm. there you know it's called fitness concepts was my first thing and i started you're gonna get a mentorship and then next thing you know my business just blew up wow. and i started doing the right marketing the right sales taking i mean blew up i was doing a 1.2.4 million dollars in gross sales out of a three thousand square foot gym Wow. You know, I was, you know, and, um, but the problem was that I had a bad relationship with money. I didn't know how to manage money, you know, because I didn't have that kind of money. You know, I was ignorant. So, you know, like I told, I was acting like P. Diddy. I was going, I was blowing money. You know, I thought that nobody, I didn't have a mentor or a father figure or anyone tell me, hey, there's ups and downs in the economy. When it's good, mm -hmm. it's not always going to be good. When it's bad, it's not always going to be bad. So then came the recession. Mm. You know, where all of a sudden we were doing $2.4 million in 2007, in 2009, a matter of a year and a half, I'm doing like 600000 with the mm. same overhead, with the same things. And next thing you know, I'm devastated because now, I, you know, I'm late on house payment. The creditors are calling me, you know, business is going down. And worse off, my first wife was pregnant with our first child. Wow. And now I'm negative $400 in the bank account. You know, and I'm, I'm crying, you know, I'm going like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be just like my deadbeat father that never provided for me. So wow. all these negative self-talk started sinking in. And little did I know, 
that that was the best thing that could happen to me. That's insane. Like people right now listening, just like a side, if you are in a spot where you feel like it's the end of the world, like harness this right now and like hear Sam and what he was going through and what he's saying right now. It's insane. You have to understand that, you know, life is not linear. Life is have ups and downs. We all know that. You have to understand that you're not always going to go up and you're not always going to go down. So expect the terrain to ruffle you a little bit. And only the people who are going to preserve and be relentless, they're the ones who are going to be successful. And that's exactly what you were with this, with everything that's happened in your journey. So from that point, that's when you turn to personal development and and what kind of things did you do in that state that changed the game? I told myself, look, if I just go to work and bust my ass 17, 18 hours and just mm-hmm. seek anything and everything that could help me, sooner or later, I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, and for you, those of you who are listening to this, most of us quit after 10 yards or 20 yards. Remember, if you want to get a touchdown, you have to go across the whole field. So if you know, If you know that you're going to work hard and you're going to put in the time, it's just a matter of time for you to discover something. But if you're going to lay back and just say, oh, my God, I don't know. I don't know. I feel depressed. It's okay, man. You know, I have those days, too. Yeah. You know, I have those days. The worst that can happen, I have a a day that I'm like, you know what? This day is not just going good for me. You know, this is not, you know. So here's what I'm going to do. Let me get a slice of pizza. Let me go to bed early. Tomorrow I'm going to feel 100% again. I'll try again. You know, but don't stay down too much. Get back up, get going, and never give up. When you study everyone who has made it, Mm -hmm. everyone who's made it, whether it's Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, you know, anybody, anybody that's anybody, there was times that they ate dirt. Mm -hmm. There was times that, you know, they, they got defeated. And the only difference between them, who became millionaires and billionaires and became successful and changed the world, and others, is the fact that they just never gave up. They just kept going. That's exactly what you did. And I feel like people only will see the highlight reel of people and then they just say like, they go, whoa, was me. And they blame their past circumstances. But Sam's saying is like, you cannot do that. Like take your whole story for an example and like how you completely like look where we are and like everything you've created, how it all completely took a 360. Yeah. And that's insane. So. From like once the changes started to happen and the Camp Transformation Center grew, like now you don't even, um, you just manage, you have a, a whole team obviously that's running them and that business is just streamlined. You started 1% nutrition, yeah. correct? So how did that start? Because anyone who's had all the success that you had could be like, you know, I'm going to chill in my house and my cars and, and just like, you could honestly just chilling life would be so great but then you you have this relentless attitude still like i want to do more where did that come from well you know what man you you know in life i think you live for the challenge mm-hmm. you know you live for you know pursuit of doing things you haven't done before look if i've done stuff that's been successful and this is all i'm gonna do then life has no meaning mm-hmm. you know you know you go to the weight room you don't want to lift the same weight that you did two years ago or three years ago yeah, you, you want, want to be able challenge. to say hey i got stronger you want to challenge yourself and you want to challenge yourself mentally as well so I, i'm never one to rest on the rolls i interviewed josh snow and and he said mm, you know he, he, he said you know chase difficult 
and I and I, with one percent nutrition, I chase difficult because we already have a, a successful supplement company called Myosport, which is inside of our gyms. That company does well over eight figures a year. Wow! You know, and we don't have to have another supplement company, but we don't sell Myosport to anywhere but our gyms. Mm. And so that was an easy route. I could I could create another brand and sell in our gyms. But that was like going back to mom and dad and asking them, hey, mom and dad, can you help me? Because oh. the camp is basically our mom and dad, right? So I'm like, no, I don't want to go to mom and dad. I don't want to put it in our camps. I want to go direct to consumer. I want to learn how to market supplements directly to consumer. I want to be able to send you know, to that. I want to have a whole different things that I've never done before. And that's how 1% you know, came by. And that's what I've been doing. And it's, plus, it's something I'm passionate about because to me, 1% is all about defying odds. And this is what I've always done in my life, defying odds. 1% is all about you not caring about what the 99% of people want to do, not caring about what the normal people want to do, what, what, what is considered normal or, or that you behave your own way, mm -hmm. you go against the grain. And the great Warren Buffett said that if you want to be successful, look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. I love it. No, it's a, and you have a podcast around yeah. the whole brand, and every single person that you interview is insane. I was looking at the the people you had, like Andy Frisella, huge inspiration to myself. Just like the whole list of people you've had on, are they true like one percenters? Like, are they the definition of a one percenter? Absolutely. To me, one percenter is not about you accomplishing any amount of money. It's not about accomplishing. Anybody can be a one percenter. They just have to make a decision. Mm. They have to make a decision. If you make a decision today that, you know what, you're, going, you're not going to just watch TV anymore, you're going to replace that with reading, you're a one percenter. Yeah. If you made a decision that's, you know what, this year I'm going to go to the gym, you know, four days a week, you're a one percenter. If you make a decision today that, you know what, I'm no longer going to waste my money on stuff that I don't need, I'm going to start saving for my future, and you're going to commit to it, you're a one percenter. So one percenter has nothing to do with, oh my God, you have Ferrari or Lamborghini yeah. or Mansion. Who cares about that? One percent is about making a decision to become the best version of yourself. Mm, right there. And that, like, truly, with everything about being one percenter, and like, it's about that, it's really about your mindset. Absolutely. And I know we were talking about this a little bit before about personal development and how I always say, like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I love that quote. I, I it's so true because with health. With like the mindset work I do, with like how I show up to one way, it's how you show up everywhere. So I kind of wanna, I know like people listening to are into this. I would love to hear your daily routine because I know it's insane. And you, with coming from such a strong health and wellness background, you obviously have a lot of things that you do with your health, which is really cool. And then also the personal development, the mindset, what you do daily to show up abundantly to your multiple businesses and your family. Yeah. Well, you know, I always say my daily routine doesn't start that day. It starts the night before. You can't decide that day what your daily routine is supposed to be. You have to have a plan before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. If I look at it from a 30,000 foot view, how my day is going to go tomorrow. So what I usually like to do the night before is plan out my schedule and look at what next day is going and then kind of imagine how the flow is going to be. I know that we, you know, we're doing a podcast today and I know what time we were supposed to be here. And I knew that one of my guests was going to be 20 minutes late. So I immediately, you know, text you yeah. guys and said, hey, man, you know, just letting you know, you know, about the time. So for me, I want to maximize every minute. Look, here's what we know for sure. OK, we all have an expiration date. You're born here and sometime in your life is going to be your end date. So what you get done in this time 
is what's most important, mm -hmm. right? People who can get the done most to be most productive are gonna, people are going to advance. So I'm very, very big on maximizing my time and work on what I call HABU, highest and the best use of my time. And this is an acronym that I came up with. Before I go to bed, I print out exactly, you know, what time I'm getting up, what time I'm working out, what time I'm taking a shower, wow. what time I'm going to bed, and all my appointments. And then- And your meal, too. Absolutely, right my, my meals. And also, I, I write down, you know, my personal development time, what time mm. I'm going to read. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm dedicated this year to reading 100 books. Wow. You know what I mean? So- It's like a library. Thank you. It's extensive. It's... While I do cardio, you know, I walk for an hour a day. So while I do that, I'm listening to an audiobook, mm -hmm. and then you know I read for one hour. So this way, if I do that over the 52-week period, I will get to my 100 goal. Mm. You know, and so I print that out. So I have it on my desk. I print two of them. One of them on my desk, so I can take it to work with me. I have one of them next to my clothes that I put out the night before. I put on my gym clothes and the clothes that I'm going to go to yeah. the office with. So this way, at three o'clock in the morning, when I get up, I'm not scrambling to see what I'm wearing and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's already there for me. As soon as I wake up, you know, I go put on my clothes, I drink a liter of water, I read my goals, not only my 2020 goals, I read my life goals, mm. and then I get ready to go to the gym. Wow. And then you start work, do you start, do you get into work at like the same time every day? Sure. You know, my, my work is seven o'clock. Mm. You know, so I, I work out from four to about six, then I come take a shower, I head to the office right around seven o'clock, I work from seven to four, and then four o'clock is time. I'm going to turn off the phone and it was family time. I love it. I think it's, it's so beautiful and it's so needed to have that structured routine because that's how you prove results. And some people listening are probably like, damn, I wish I could do that. Like, how do you do that? And you I can. You really can. can. Exactly. And I, I really want to connect deep because I know you're a huge family man. And I want to ask you about your why because mm -hmm. Simon Sinek says, have a why that makes you cry. Yeah. And I truly believe in that because if your why is so, something so strong and connected to you, then you'll, you'll wake up at 3 a.m. and do the things that Sam does. Yeah. You know, the reason I work out at 3 a.m., you know, you said, you know, my why I'm already crying. You know, <laughs> the reason I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning is because I don't want to take time away from my family. I don't want to take time from my girls. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, not having a dad, you know, give me my why that I want to become the best dad I can possibly be. Not only want to be the best dad as far as providing for my family, which is huge for me, mm -hmm. but I also want to actually be there for them. I want to teach them. I want to be able to make the greatest members of society as I can. That's, that's my that's my biggest mm -hmm. why. And I wholeheartedly, you know, agree with you. You know, your why should make you cry. Your why should touch you at a very deep emotional, in a, in a deep emotional way. And for me, my daughters, my, my son, and, and my wife are my why. It's what, it's what I do. What I do is what I get up at three o'clock in the morning. And it keeps you going yes. every day, same yeah. routine, and it proves the results that you've created for your life, which yeah. is unbelievable. I kind of want to ask uh, on this topic, like, I feel like you always have so many things going on as like a track record of everything that you've created. What's in the pipeline for Sam? Because I know every day also, I guess I check out his personal brand because it's on another level, millions of followers because you put out so much value online every day. So that being said, like what, is the legacy that you want to leave on the world. And if you could share any of the things that you have currently in, in the pipeline with us. Honestly, man, you know, what I want to do now is just touch people's lives. When I was broke, when I was in Sharon, I imagined that, you know, what, what would make me happy 
it's a Ferrari or Lamborghini or the Rolls Royce or yeah. the mansion, all that kind of stuff. And when I get all that, I'm like, you know, it's cool, you know, whatever, but mm. that's not what's going to make me happy. So I discovered what makes me happy. You know what makes me happy? When I still get messages from our thousands of clients, Sam, your program changed my life. You know, Sam, you know, I lost a hundred pounds. Sam, we couldn't have children, but when I got in shape with your program, then we were able to have children. Sam, I got off of my blood pressure medication and all that kind of stuff. Now with our camp franchise systems and people are now, that camp's a business opportunity. Now we got getting messages, Sam, you know, we were like five people in a one bedroom apartment. You know, now my kids can have their own room. Thank you so much, Sam. Before, we never thought we could take a vacation like this, but now with the camp, not only we're changing people's lives, but we also change our lives financially. Wow. So if I can impact as many people as possible, it's crazy because even if tomorrow somebody writes me a $100 million check, my life is not gonna change much. I mean, what am I gonna do? Get a bigger house? Seriously, there's rooms here that I haven't gone, gone to in a month. In, wow. in, in this house. What am I going to do? Get better cars? I already have cars that I, would, that mm. I love. You know, at, at a certain point, when your basic necessities are met in your life, then everything else is extra. So you're not really pursuing anything more material-wise. Now you said, what makes my heart happy? Making my heart happy is, is pulling up when I see a family on the side of the road trying to sell flowers and just keep giving them some money. You know, my heart makes me happy if I can just serve in any way. You know, and at the end of the day, that's what fulfillment is all about. One of my favorite quotes of all time is by Tony Robbins. He says, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Mm, I love and, and I can't, you know, when, when you don't have success, you can't comprehend that. Yeah. When you're broke and, you know, when you're getting evicted and when your house is on foreclosed, because I've been there. I've been, uh, I've been evicted. I've had my house foreclosed on. I've been divorced. I've been bankrupt, I've been all of that. When you're in that state of fight or flight, all you care about is trying to make it, trying to breathe, trying to make some money so you can come above the water. But once you come up above the water and now you're comfortable, now you're floating, you know, you're like, okay, now, now I'm good. Now how can I help other people? Mm. And that's, that's when the fulfillment comes. Wow, and you're doing that every day. Every day you're living a fulfilled life. That's so unbelievable. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, how can the people support you and connect with you? Because I feel like you've dropped so much value and I just know that everyone after this is going to be like following you on all the platforms. So how can they connect with you, support you and, and get access to the 1% nutrition line as well? well? Absolutely. You know, you can just go to, you know, just Google my name on my website and Instagram. It's, it's all the same. Sam Bakhtiar, S-A-M. B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R. I'll be linked um, below. You know, just connect me on Instagram. I, I answer my DMs. You know, uh, most of them, sometimes they get buried. You know, yeah. if I don't get back, sometimes they really get buried, man. It's like sometimes I go back, I'm like, oh my God, it's like a month old. DM I didn't see. But, you know, you can email me through Instagram and I'm, I'm here to serve, man. You know, just, just be my friend, just follow me and that's good enough for me. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sam. And on a positive note to end this, I know you've dropped, there's so many quotes and amazing things that everyone's just like probably gonna like write them all down on their phones and and write them all down in their journals but if you could leave someone listening with maybe a piece of advice that they need to hear right now maybe they were in a similar spot in their entrepreneurial journey where you were when you felt like the world was kind of against you and everything's going wrong but maybe just like a statement, a quote, something that you would have loved to hear in that state of your journey. 
honestly, just keep going. Never get discouraged. You know, look, let me, let me give you this example. Let me finish it like this. When you were a kid learning to walk, you didn't all of a sudden one day get up and walk perfectly. Mm-hmm. You got up, took one step, and fell on your face. Yeah. And then you got up again, you took two steps, you fell on your face. You probably fell a thousand times before you mastered walking. Mm. But somehow, as we get older, when we fell on our face for the first time, we get discouraged and we want to give up. If you want to be successful, it's the same thing as when you were a kid. When you learned how to walk, you didn't give up. You had the same enthusiasm. You, you fell, you know, but then you got up with the same enthusiasm, you went back at it again. You yeah. fell again, you got up with the same enthusiasm, you fell so back true. again. You know what I mean? And you have to keep the same mentality as an adult. Don't lose that same mentality. Life is going to knock you down. But that's God's plan. Mm. If, because if, if, you, if success was a linear process, it's not sweet. It's not sweet. You know, you want to make sure that you enjoy success. And without any adversity, without any failures, success wouldn't be what it is. Mm, Beautifully put. Nothing more. There you guys heard it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go show Sam all the love. And Sam, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you.